Hello and welcome to Mind Your Own Retirement. It's the podcast of your life choices and coming up on today's show, we'll be speaking money with Jonathan Brown, the consumer advice advocate from Choice Magazine, celebrating 60 years of choice. Around about 54% of the population are confident in using the Australian consumer law, which is great, but it also means that about half the population, just under half, don't feel so confident. Talking health with uh, one of Australia's favourite comedians and author of We Need to Talk About Mum and Dad, the wonderful Jean Kitson. You have to always make sure it sounds like their decision. If you go in all guns blazing and banging drums and saying this has to be done, your, your elders will put up a resistance. I mean, they'll be worse than teenagers. And Leon Delabosca is coming in to talk travel. We call them staycations and it's basically, it's, it's, it's having a holiday at home. It's Mind Your Own Retirement uh, with me, John Deeks, and Janelle Ward. Hello to you. Hello, John. Great Wonderful to have to you be in. Here, as usual. How are you doing? Are you coping? I'm coping very well. Do you well. have toilet paper? <laughs> we have a sufficient Oh, roles. dearie me. Now, I was saying to Kay, you know how people are like having to stock up on canned bits and pieces. I went to the market the other day, heaps of fish, heaps of chicken, heaps of meat, lots of fresh veggies. Mm. You know, our mums would have been making stews and freezing them or doing whatever, wouldn't well, they? Well, and I'm planting out the garden. Are you? Yeah, I'm well, looking long term. <laughs> There you go. What's been happening in Janelle Ward's life as far as your life choices is concerned? Um, we have been doing um, extra sends yeah. during these weeks. Yeah. so these that difficult times. Yeah, and just to keep all our members a little bit more um, updated on the things that matter to them, which is not necessarily the things that matter to the 20-somethings or the 40-somethings. Because so. there's so much noise, isn't there? There's so much information. I'm actually restricting the amount of oh, news I see. I totally think that's healthy. Because it's just – it'll blow yeah. your head off. Turn it off. Absolutely. Go for a walk. Don't take don't take the headphones. Just go for a walk. I see one new service a day, Channel 7, of course, and um, make sure that I don't overload myself with information because exactly. uh, you will go absolutely insane and think, think that yeah. uh, it's the end of the world otherwise. And I think too many um, – a sizable proportion of people are doing exactly that and it's just unhealthy. i got to say that one of the great things in this world has been Choice magazine. It has. I've loved Choice I mean, honest decades. to goodness, uh, is there any magazine that's, that's better or more respected? To talk about brands that are respected and uh, that are renowned and uh, well-loved, Choice has to be, be up there. I think we're going to try and get Jonathan Brown on the I line. I know we are. And we have Jonathan right here. Jonathan, as I was just saying to Janelle... Is there a more trusted brand in Australia than Choice? Oh, we do our best. We try to make sure that everything we do is scientific and lives up to 60 years of history that we have. We, we certainly do our best to, to make it all worthwhile. Jonathan, I just want to ask before we get into what we're going to talk about, tell us how did Choice magazine come about? Well, basically, people all across the community in Australia came together and said, the, the way we were being treated by companies, by businesses, just wasn't good enough. And one of our founders, Ruby Hutchison, she really led the charge to make sure that people in buying products and services could get together and fight for their rights together. And she was an amazing woman. It's well worth having a look on uh, Google and on the internet or the Choice website and reading up about Ruby Hutchison and who she was. She was 
one of the first women who got elected to the Western Australian Parliament and uh, also started the Epilepsy Foundation there. But really, she worked quite hard to make sure that people knew their rights when it came to consumer issues and and started this wonderful organisation and all the, the, the testing and journalism that we do. It's, uh, yeah, a spark started 60 years ago and we now have this wonderful organisation choice. Jonathan, we obviously have a lot to thank her for. Um, did you, like, there was a time when nobody would buy an appliance without first checking with choice. <laughs> but I know you've come a long way. Like, you still do that and I think your voice has become um, really even... A um, bit more pointed. You you get stuck into a few people from time to time, but it's also your um, your consumer rights guide that is an, of enormous interest to a lot of people because people are becoming more aware of exactly what their rights are when they go shopping. So, um, can you explain um, your consumer and, and, rights and, and, guide? And choice would have been influential in in. Bring that about? Oh, enormously! I imagine that's right. Jonathan can tell us. Well, when it came to the initial Fair Trading Act and more recently the Australian Consumer Law, we have played a huge role in making sure that we get these laws in the first place that protect us. But this Consumer Rights Guide for 2020 that we've released, it's come out of some research we've done recently, which shows. Around about 54% of the population are confident in using the Australian consumer law, which is great, but it also means that about half the population, just under half, don't feel so confident with the Australian consumer law. So we put together this publication to help those who don't feel so confident asserting their rights, and we wanted to share some of the tips and tricks and information that we here at Choice would normally give to our friends or family. Because when you become a Choice staff member, when you start working here, you suddenly become the oracle for your friends and family. You get those phone calls, you get those messages. What's the best washer I should buy? It's it's a double-edged sword. You know, you you certainly want to help your family as much as possible, your friends and family, Um, and it's really lovely to be able to help them in that way. But we have written this guide because we want people to get some of that advice, take it from the lofty laws and and turn it into something that people can read and, and take in in an easily digestible format. And that's exactly what you've done, haven't you, Jonathan? It's it's really plain English. That's what we've gone for with this guide. Is it's it's about those things about, about really building up your confidence to be able to assert your rights. That's a lot of what this publication is about. Is it's about helping you feel confident in in, in using those consumer rights. So can you talk us through, I understand that you've got five key points in terms of your consumer rights guide. Yes. So the first one is to play the market. And that can be as simple as each year, get on the phone to a couple of your major service providers. That might be your home and content insurance or your health insurance or your telco for your phone or internet and ask them for a better price. It can be as simple as just getting on the phone and demanding a better price because unfortunately we do get what's called the loyalty penalty where the companies that you've stayed with for years, they take you for granted and they just keep bumping up your fees, bumping up your prices every year. A couple of phone calls each year to your main services can save you hundreds of dollars. 
It has. I've made my husband do that recently, and he's um he he's oh, he's great. done he's done a yeah he's got money. Did off. he did he suddenly realise that maybe you were right? <laughs> he realised that a long time oh, ago, John. Okay, number two, Jonathan. Number two is to keep records, and this one's a, a very practical application of the law and your consumer rights. It's always going to be easier to assert your rights if you've kept good records. And so one of the things we're always told is make sure that you keep your receipts. But of course, keeping track of receipts, and I know I've done this, you open up a drawer at home and realize you've got 100 receipts in that drawer. And then you're looking around for, oh, there's that fridge or that television I bought. Where did I put that receipt? There are some amazing things you can do now that make that so much easier. The ACCC Shopper app lets you keep track of receipts. But also, there are really great photo apps that can make it as simple as searching the word receipt, and they will bring up all of your receipts, searchable by date, by location in some circumstances, that can make it so much easier. So you don't have to have the big drawer full of receipts anymore. Um, You can, using lots of great digital tools, uh, have all of that information readily available for you. But another really important piece of advice is if you ever get the opportunity when speaking to a company, maybe you're trying to get something repaired or something fixed, try and use those options where you can now get a transcript. You might be able to ask them for a transcript over email or if they have a live chat function on their website, ask for that transcript and keep that stored because having these things on record will help you later down the track if you need to escalate a complaint or if you need to go further. You really want to keep those records. Okay. Number four? Oh, three. What about three, John? Oh, sorry. Big button. Yeah, absolutely. So number three is know your rights. If you head to consumerlaw.gov.au, you can read up the basics of the Australian consumer law. And what we're saying is that you really should make sure that you've got the basics um, and that you play to your strengths when it comes to the consumer law. We're, we're saying in particular um, that, uh, you know, you work in the medium that you're most comfortable in, whether it's being on the phone, being face-to-face in written format. When you're asserting your rights, do it in the format that you're going to feel most comfortable in. And number four, Jonathan? Is use your voice. We want Australians to join our movement. We want people to make sure that when the law isn't doing its job, that you let the government or you let regulators know that we need stronger protections, that we need better protections. And so a lot of that is about doing something as simple as writing your local MP a letter and letting them know that you think we need stronger protections on things like product safety, where we can see these awful products being flooded onto store shelves that are unsafe. We still have a long way to go when it comes to making sure that the products and services we buy are safe and fair. And so we want you to be involved in that process of making change happen as well. And Jonathan, before we go, number five. There's lots of sales tricks out there in the community that businesses are still trying to use. Some simple things you can do are get a do not knock sign and that's a legal notice you can put up on your door and door-to-door salespeople will leave you alone. And we're also saying join the do not call register. Get those people 
off of your telephone and leaving you alone by going to donotcall.gov.au. And uh, make sure that if you ever see a sign in a store that says no returns, know that that's not the case and that you have your consumer ah, rights under the Australian Consumer us. Law. Wow. Jonathan, 60 years of choice. May you have 60 more and many more after that as well, sir. Thank you very much for your support. Jonathan Brown, consumer advocate from Choice Magazine, here on Mind Your Own Retirement. There, I'd like to talk to you about your life choices, Pension Checker. Now, Pension Checker is an easy to use financial tool that allows you to calculate exactly how much you should be receiving in fortnightly pensions and supplements. And it's very well priced at just $29.95 per year. To learn more, go to pensionchecker.com.au and make today the day you take control of your income with your life choices, Pension Checker. Welcome back. It's Mind Your Own Retirement with me, John Deeks, and Janelle Ward. Oh, boy. Are we lucky or are we lucky, Janelle? Extremely lucky, Jean Kitson, author, public speaker, actor, comedian, scriptwriter of a stage, television, theatre and radio, an extraordinarily nice person as well. I didn't know that Jean is the patron of the Palliative Care Nurses Australia, also ambassador for the Macular Disease Foundation, Australian Gynecological Cancer Foundation, Foundation, the Rays Foundation New Services, founding director of National Cord Blood Bank, chair of the Australian Gynecological Cancer Foundation. Oh, my God. Hey, hey, hey. And founding ambassador for Ovarian Cancer Australia. Now, her first book, Jean's first book, You're Still Hot, was a wonderful starter for menopause and also a bestseller. She's written a new book called We Need to Talk About Mum and Dad. And she's on the line now. I'm exhausted. Hello, Jean Kitson. <laughs> Hello, John. How are you? Hello, Janelle. Lovely to be on your show. You, you must be 140 years old. Oh, look, I'm just so, so busy. Oh, there we are. <laughs> you must have. No, look, those, they're all fantastic organisations and I do whatever I can for them, but they don't ask me to do a lot, but I'm just very, very happy to be associated with them and do what I can. You know, just some of them are for youth, some of them are for cancer, some of them... Uh, well, the Palliative Care Nurses is my latest organisation that I'm related to and, um, and I'm patron of, and they were very instrumental in me actually writing this book. Why did you write it, Jean? I found that there were a lot of uh, people my age who were going through menopause, who had kids still at home, and then had elderly parents that they were trying to work out what to, what they, how to, how to look after them in the best way possible. And we were all going through this and we were all anguishing mainly about our elderly parents making the right decisions because at this stage of life, you feel you have an enormous responsibility not to put them in a position where they are less happy, less well, more lonely, anything like that. You you really don't want to make any mistakes when you try to help them. Jean, it seems to me that you, you almost need a degree in aged care information to f find your way through this system. So your book is, because it's such you know good plain English, um, how did you, it must have taken you a long time to find out all the information that you have included in your book. It, it did, it did, Janelle. It took me about four years to write this book. One, because I was going on this journey with my mum and dad 
at the same time. And in that four years, we've had broken hips, broken femurs, a stroke, and broken shoulder. And we've had, you know, in changing care all the time. So that's been, mum says, you know, the last five years of your life, life like the first five years, they, everything changes really quickly. And it can. So I, it has taken me a while. And the research, I, my first draft was about 150,000 words long, I have to say, because there was so much information. Then we had the Royal Commission into Aged Care Safety and Quality. And I realized that all the stories people were telling me about their terrible situations, things that had happened with their parents, mostly who were no longer with us, I didn't need to include them anymore because we were the public were hearing all those stories. So we were all hearing these awful stories about what could happen and and if you weren't, you know, hypervigilant and there wasn't the right regulations and oversight. So I could take all those stories out and then I realised I don't actually have to have to provide all the answers to everyone's questions, but just steer everyone in the direction where they can find the answers easily. Because you're right, navigating bureaucracies is like cutting through a lantana of, you know, jungle of red tape and, and uh, yes. jargon. And as you say, that there, towards the back of the book, you've got explainers for all the acronyms that you're going to come across. But but my next question is, does it need to be that complicated? I mean, I find... I. I'm a similar age to you and I find the the thought of having to navigate my way through this system oh, just too hard. Well, it is hard and you have to give yourself what, you know, what you think will take one hour will take three hours. Mm. Everything changes. It's some, For many of people, it's the first time they'll ever have to deal with Centrelink or, and places like that. So you just have to learn how to do it, how to manage it. There's golden rules in there, you know, like, you just have to be very patient. First of all, get a notebook. Write yeah. down every time you ring anyone, what they say. If they say fill out a form, get the number of the form because there's some thousands of forms. I was going to say millions. There's probably millions of forms and documents. but And they'll give you a reference number and just name your dog after that reference number because you just never want to lose that reference number. Write, write everything down that's my biggest tip so if there's nobody like you in the family that's looking after the parents and you're trying to do it solo you're basically up the creek are you no no not at all it is manageable and there's some great people that that you can access for help so depending on what your budget is and what your finances are like you can get help from all sorts of people and they will navigate it for you so I suppose one of the first things you need to know is what sort of financial position your parent or your loved one or yourself is in and sort out that so you know exactly where you stand and financially because every component of aged care comes with a financial element. So you need to know where you stand. And also there's people want you to stay in your own home. The government wants you to stay in your own home. So the first thing is to get an assessment for a home care package. And there's, you know, the different levels depending on what your needs are. So you can stay in your own home for a long time. Mum and dad, mum's on a level three and dad's on a level two and they get, they don't have any personal care because they can look after themselves. 
Hill at the age of 95 and 93. Oh, wow. But, Good on uh, yes, them. So they look after their own showering, and, mm. and but now they get help with making the bed and they get help with shopping and cleaning. But probably the confidence that you've been able to give them has helped them keep, you know, to stay in their own home and, and remain were they independent. Open, were they open to the help that you gave them and are giving them, Jean? Oh, there's always resistance. You must, you must always, you must always make sure it sounds like their decision. If you go in all guns blazing and banging drums and saying this has to be done, your your elders will put up a resistance. I mean, they'll be worse than teenagers. So, so and and really, they're not helpless, and it is their decision. But you know, if my my mum and dad, my mum has terrible trouble hearing, and my dad on the phone. So and also. They can't understand when people are speaking jargon if it's a government, you know, department or, or you know, anyone. So they really, our elders need an advocate, and that's where you are. You're their advocate. Mm-hmm. You're you're not their keeper. You're just talking. You're speaking on their behalf, and you're slowly putting things in place. But you must start putting things in place because, you know, there's a wait list for all this help. And and then you have to you know make sure you read the fine print. If you help, if you're there while they're moving, say they move into a retirement village, read the fine print. Or they get a provider, make sure you read what their terms and conditions are and their costs. And Gee. these are all really important things. And they're things that, and I know because we didn't do that. You know, I thought they were just they were just standard agreements, yeah. and you just so you just sign them. Yeah. So yeah. most of um, much of what's in the book, I learned the hard way <laughs> by making mistakes. So you're well set up. I'm well set up. That's now. right. <laughs> Your kids don't need to do anything for you. You can do it all for yourself. Take it. You yeah. Say so here, kids. Here's the book. Uh, <laughs> Mum wrote this, and uh, you're like this. Uh, Jean Kitson. Um, this is the most sensational. And let me just say on the side, Cook has given you some wonderful little cartoons and they are so relevant and poignant. They really are just fantastic. Yes, so the cartoons by my husband, you know, I'm not going to say transparency here. Um, Patrick Cook are brilliant. Pam McMillan Australia have, uh, have put out the book. Pick it up, have a look at it and you will want to take it home with you. Everything you need to know about supporting ageing parents from Jean Kitson, and let me tell you, this is just a sensational book. Congratulations, Jean. No doubt will be another bestseller. Thank you. Thank you very much to both of you for and, yeah, having th- me speak. And when when they do pick it up, may I just add, um, you just dip into it. You just need to stay a chapter ahead. <laughs> exactly. It's uh, it's strategies for certain times, And, and Australia it? is very lucky because if your mum and dad are in their 90s, then we have many more years to have Jean Kitson in, uh, in our world, and we need you. Thank you very much. Oh, how wonderful is Jean Kitson. She gorgeous. Oh, an amazing woman. And what a what resume and the things that she's doing. And the, the book is just a treasure trove, honestly. Yeah, please, please do go look for it, folks. Uh, we need to talk about Mum and Dad, Jean Kitson's book. Uh, it'll be out everywhere and it's going to be a going to be a bestseller. Oh, look who's in here. Oh, oh. The travel editor's oh. back. Oh. Leon Dolabosco, yay, as a crowd goes absolutely berserk. <laughs> yes. Hello, Leon. How are you, John? I'm not very well, thank you. Why? I'm, I'm not happy. I why aren't really you happy, John? Ask now. No. Oh, why, why aren't you happy, John? Because I was going to go to Japan. Uh, yeah, you were. My son was going to go to China. 
My yeah. son was going to go to uh, then uh, to Las Vegas. You couldn't have picked better places to not go. Exactly. But um, so, you know, I'm not, you know, I mean, aren't I lucky that I actually had the option of doing that? So I thought I'd see Australia first and go somewhere local. Well, John, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Go ahead. And it's the safest place to travel at the moment. Rare, fair dinkum. Hmm. It's staying home. Is Moner open? Is Moner open down in? Ta- I must find out if Moner's. Open. I'm sure will be because I want to drive around Tassie. Moner mm, is closed, I believe. Mm, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll um, it might be all of now. my favourite places have uh, closed down for a little while, but you know, um, sensibly so, I suppose. Is that why you've grown a beard? <laughs> You know, because, it's all you it's know. Because it's I plan to do white, some self isolation and hide a little bit. So, uh, what advice do you bring? Um, okay, so there are a little something we call staycations. Now, you say you want to go to Japan, or you were going to go to Japan. Um, you could probably bring a little bit of Japan home with you uh, in the form of a, a, a staycation. You got a kimono, John? No, but uh, our producer Ian, he his wife is Japanese, oh. so maybe I could go and stay at their place for a while. Borrow, borrow a kimono at least. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So we call them staycations, and it's basically uh, it's, it's it's having a holiday at home. It's setting up your house uh, to be a, a sort of a let's say a special space, a, a, a space a little bit different from what it normally is. You do a little bit of mood lighting, a little bit of decoration, maybe a little bit of um, you know uh, organizing beforehand. Oh. <laughs> He's giving me that look. <laughs> I, 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 I'm a bit troubled by the mood lighting. <laughs> no, get, get, okay. get some scented candles out. <laughs> this sounds like our sex tips um, segment a few months ago, doesn't it? <laughs> now keep going, keep digging. Is that going to be that kind of staycation, is it, John? <laughs> um, yeah, no. So I thought I'd sort of just, you know, give you a few tips on how to prepare for a staycation. I, I okay. would need tips because I think I would find it really. I think you'd have to be quite disciplined to have a staycation. You do. How yeah. do you, you ignore the well, lawnmower? Well, ha- you only have a bottle a day ah, of wine. okay. All right. That's a mini break then, isn't it? But that's not a staycation then. You've got to have shampoos for brekkie, don't you, and a Guinness for lunch. Highly advisable. A... Mimosas for breakfast. I don't mind the odd beer and breakfast burger for breakfast. For, uh, breakfast you know? on, a, on a staycation. Goodness Honest, this is not a daily This is not being very helpful. Right. Oh, come on. It's a little Give bit us of your fun. tips, Leo. Right. Firstly, set a date. Just like any other holiday. Easy. Set a date. Right? We're going away on the 14th. And that's the next point. Tell everyone you're going away ah, on the 14th and you're not okay. going to be back till the 18th. Just turn oh, off your mobile phones. Where are you going, Leon? I yeah. live in – I'm going to Alfingtonia. Alfingtonia. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Where's that? Hmm. That's uh, for me to know and you to find out once okay. I've come back. Fair enough. Do I need to park the car around the corner? I reckon. Why not? Why not? Then you've got all that, you know, you, you look outside and you think, oh, there's that driveway. And, but don't think you have to mow it because that's the next point I'm going to okay. make is get ready for it. Turn your house into a, into a sort of a, an accommodation space. Uh, you know, you go to a hotel, if you want to, you know, maybe lash out and buy some nice sheets or something that are a little yes. bit different, you know, do your bed a little bit differently, pop the some chockies on the pillows, oh, maybe yes. a bottle of wine on each pillow. Um, yeah, make sure your house is clean, your lawns are mowed. It looks good and you don't have to think about chores while you're on your staycation. Right. Throw, throw the dog a bone and just sort of let him go for four days? Or? Yeah, sounds you like can my bring, marriage. This is the sort of hotel you can bring your dog to, you know. Oh, Bring okay. your dog on holiday, yes. yeah. Maybe maybe change a collar, put a little ribbon in their hair, whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm on board. I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you. This is great. Um, all right, so you're letting, them know, letting your friends and family know you're away, you've got your house prepared, now switch off. 
disconnect your phones or put them on do not disturb and, and you know, you can still allow only the, those very close to you to still get through if you need to. But and no roaming charges. No roaming charges. See, you're saving money while being on holiday at the same time. Um, then while you're on your staycation, you can sort of plan for some activities. You know, you've got some nice fun board games for two or four, however many people are going to be on your staycation with you. Um, maybe uh, maybe you've gone out and you've bought, you've themed your meals, your munchies, you know, you've got some special things you wouldn't usually have but maybe you'd only have on holiday, croissants, um, sushi maybe, you know, um, or you can order in. There's that wonderful sort of thing called Uber Eats which is probably going to be doing amazing business at the moment. Yeah. Sushi Booking, and sake. That's right, sushi and sake, yeah, and, or asahi. Um, yeah, you know, change maybe change the sort of things that you drink and the things that you do. If you if you just have instant coffee, maybe get some filtered coffee or, or you know, you know um, lash out exactly. Make yeah. it special. Make it a little bit special. Yeah. Um, some things to do while you're on your staycation. There are about twenty virtual museums you could visit together at the moment. If you've got a smart TV or you could do it on a computer. I think you can do that. Can Mona? Yeah. This one, yeah. isn't it? You can you can Excellent. go through you can go through the Louvre and and all sorts of places um, virtually. Uh, you could you, st- you know you could still go for a wander down the park, maybe jump on your bike. Uh, you could do one of my favourite things and read a book. Because when do you have time to just sit down true. and read a book for yeah, eight hours or true. you know five hours at a time? Sit in the bath. Yeah, Watch it's a, a good movie one in the mm. afternoon. Mm. Sit in the bath while watching a movie. Ah, yeah. Or yeah. reading a book. Yeah. Um, and one, oh, this is one thing I think is kind of cool is, you know, there's always something you go, oh, I'd love to do that one day. I'd love to learn that hobby. Oh, yeah. you know, uh, I've watched someone crochet. I've always wanted to crochet. Well, why not use that excuse to learn a hobby together? That's or a great idea. one of each, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, um, treat yourself. It's about preparation, isn't it? Preparation. Writing Think the about it ahead like you would yeah. a holiday. Yep. Massages, okay, will we make it with some nice oils or your bath, you know, you can have a bath, you get a bath bomb from one of the Lush stores or something mm-hmm. like that. Make it special, make it interesting. You want your scented candles? Go get some scented candles. Aww. And if you have a partner, well, it, you know, renew and rejuvenate your relationship. Indeed. I'm feeling really? more relaxed already. That's fantastic. Yeah. That was, uh, that. that's some nice tips there, Leon. Mm-hmm. I've got one more tip. Go. Don't let anything get in the way of having the perfect staycation. Oh. The virtual Leon de la Bosca. Oh, Leon, there you go. You. Thank you, Leon. And suddenly he just disappears into the ether. Isn't that nice? We've had fun. We've talked to the wonderful Gene Kitson and, of course, uh, found out from Jonathan from Consumer. 60 years of Choice magazine. How wonderful. Extraordinary. And a staycation with Leon de la Bosca, our travel guru. Thank you so much, Janelle Ward, for being here today. It's been entertaining as always. All right, and we'll see you folks next time for our next episode of Mind Your Own Retirement. Please go to Your Life Choices website. It's yourlifechoices.com.au. Leave a comment if you wish. We'd love to see you next time on Mind Your Own Retirement. <laughs>